When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song, wake up, wake up, you sleepy head, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I be blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers. goals and three points with Addicts fan George Lapsley coming off the bench to tip the game in our favour and grab his first league goal for the club. It was a wonderful afternoon in SE7. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live from the Valley on your Sunday evening. My name is uh, Louis Mendes, we've got a packed studio here in SC7 as we get ready to look back at yesterday's fine 3-1 win over Luton Town. Over on my right hand side, uh, Mr Tom Wallin, how you doing Tom? Alright, thank you. Yeah, good, uh, enjoy. How, how did the rugby go for Wales yesterday? The what? I just, re- just realised I forgot to ask you when you came in. The what? The rug- rugby? N- never heard of it. No, good, nah. that's how it should be. Nah. Uh, yeah, thought so, shut you up. Right, uh, in the middle has <laughs> just been a... Uh, uh, boasting about his seven-inch singles, uh, Mr. Terry Smith. How are you doing, Terry? So a 12-inch, I'll have you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a bit beyond before our time, really. Trust me, five inches is a, is a lot of difference. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, over on the left-hand side, uh, who, who, who himself has got a lot of explaining to do after yesterday. <laughs> I've just got images I can't explain. Yeah, is uh, is, is Nathan. Well, Nathan, uh, yeah. we'll be coming to your penalty shootout heroics I later. I wouldn't. Uh, but how, how are you, right? Yeah, living the dream. Just yeah. a bit uh, taken aback by um, 
all this mention of inches and stuff. Yeah, we talk about the Lighthouse family singles, yeah. and then there was something to do with a seven-inch remix, and we, uh, Terry, Terry started laughing, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, nothing to say. It's because I, like, I like the Lighthouse family. Yeah, I like the Lighthouse family as well. <laughs> First single ever ball. Right, on tonight's show, then we're going to look back at yesterday's 3-1 win uh, over Luton Town. Uh, we're going to hear, of course, the highlights uh, of the game from Valley Pass. We're going to hear from Lee Boyo, our exclusive interview with the Addicts boss. He came in to speak to Terry uh, after the game. We've also got a special uh, extra bit for you. We've got an interview with the goal scorer and expectant father, uh, George Lapsy. He came in to speak to uh, the press yesterday. We're going to have a little, a little preview of that before the full stories come out tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to hear all of that on tonight's show. And of course, look ahead to Wednesday's trip to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I've got a good fact about that, which I'll share with you uh, later on. Um, so... Uh, if you want to get involved yourselves on this evening's show, let us know what you made about yesterday's performance. Anything you want to uh, talk about? How you're feeling about the, the relegation battle we're still in with a couple of teams below us getting results once more, which is not helpful. Get involved. Do it. Email us, uh, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, you can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum to have your say on this evening's show. Just before we hear the highlights, Tom, um, well, I mean, that... that last half an hour or so when George Lapsy came on I mean he completely changed the game he was absolutely brilliant yeah probably arguably one of our, our best players yesterday him and Lyle probably um, I didn't think up until that point I said it to Nath on the way here I didn't think there was a huge difference in performance between this and Blackburn um, other than we were just more clinical I thought we played our football a little bit more um, and we took our chances um, and we're probably a little bit better in the final third but apart from that I thought it was just um, yeah that that clinical nature that we had yesterday really decided the game. Um, I said to, I think on Twitter yesterday, I didn't think much to Luton. A few people said they thought actually they tried to play quite well. And I think my point was, well, yeah, they tried, but I didn't think they were that successful. There a lot of misplaced passes and stuff. And I think we still looked a little bit nervous at the back, but going forward, we looked so much more dangerous. I thought it was one of Lyle's best games that he's had for us. Um, and yeah, George came on and kind of, as you say, changed the game and made sure we got, the, the same result as we got last year against them. Mm, yeah, very uh, enjoyable afternoon uh, in the end. Uh, Terry, uh, they gave us some problems though. I guess we have to admit that before we uh, we get into the into the midst of it. In that first half, after after we scored the goal, they, they made it scrappy and we couldn't really get, get, get into our flow in that first period. Yeah, I think Tom was right. It's very, the, the first sort of half an hour or so was were very similar to uh, uh, to the way Blackburn dealt with us. Um, and uh, they made, Luton did make it scrappy. They fought to, in the middle for everything, and, and we couldn't compete with that. I think, and uh, I thought Desi Oshilaja probably had his, his, his poorest mm-hmm. game for us um, in that in that period. And it wasn't a surprise for me when he got taken off. And I think the difference. I, I think we got marginally better just before we scored. Uh, and what a goal that was, by the way, um, from Lyle Taylor. Allowing them straight back in it um, was disappointing. And, uh, and it allowed them again to, to look more dangerous for the rest of that first half. But then I think as soon as George Lapsley came on, we had that um, combative edge in midfield that we didn't have before. And mm. whereas they were getting sort of a free run in that midfield, every every second ball seemed to be going, a loose ball seemed to be going to them because they were they seemed to be fighting harder. That's probably not true, but that's, how, that's the way it seemed. But when George came on, um, suddenly we got somebody who was competing and closing them down and, and not letting them have the space to move uh, and it turned the game yeah because I mean I, I like George but you, 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 you're probably not sitting there thinking oh we'll bring him on and he'll change the game in, in the way that you the, that he did in him that's probably not what you'd expect from him but I mean he, I thought he was superb yesterday yeah um, I think when he came on he gave us like Tell said he gave us that <clears throat> that energy and that you know that combative edge I can't even say it um, 
But yeah, he did come on and just touching on what Tell said about Deji, I think I can understand why Bo's brought him in if you look at Pelly Ruddock because he's on a powerful sort of attacking player. But I think he was going, he wasn't staying central, he was going out wide and he was dragging Deji all over the place. And I think Deji was taking too many touches in the middle of play and I don't think he was as fluid as we was. But when Georgie came on, he wasn't at the base, but he was getting the ball and he was releasing it quicker, which was enabling us to get some more, more time on the ball. But yeah, I mean... The, when he always comes on, he, you know what you're going to get with George. He's not a type of player that's going to, you know, take on 15 players and unless, unless he takes his own ones on, there's me maths out the window. But you know what I mean? Well, obviously, did a couple twice. Yeah, but, but he's not going to do that. running around the subs bench as well. <laughs> he's not going to do that, but you, he, he puts a shift in and obviously when it come on his left peg, I didn't think it was going on target, but obviously it did. But yeah, I was delighted for him as well to get his first league goal because yeah. apart from that, it was just it was Stevenage, wasn't it? Stevenage yeah, and he's got at Crawley as yeah, well in the in the checker trade. So that, he had a couple in the checker trade, but it was his first uh, league goal. I mean, that is a question for the Statos. Do you count goals in the checker trade as senior goals? Because I think Lapsley said himself on... Uh, on on when he did the video on the Charlton Twitter yesterday, he, he called it his first professional goal. So he's obviously not counting the checker trade games, but they were against adult teams. So any, anyone who's who's really into their stats there and wants to make a decision on that, let us know. But right, let's have a listen uh, to the highlights from yesterday's game. Then uh, over on Valley Pass, it was of course Greg Stubbley uh, and Terry Smith. Taken Ostomer into Cullen. Ostomer goes for a return. It's back out here to Davis. I'm not sure he was expecting that. And Davis finds Ostomer on this left-hand side. Cuts in. Swings the ball into the box. Sars there. He controls it. Sars shot off the crossbar. Charlton coming close. Davis trying to get there first. Sars again trying to shield the ball. Davis picks Potts with a run into the box. Collins still on it. Ball across to Berry. Berry looking to shoot with his left foot. Takes it. Deflection or just past the right-hand post. The deflection off Lockyer almost deceived Dylan Phillips and it's away again. Doughty, step over, cuts inside into penalty area. Doughty, we're going to go! It's a save by Sluger. Great work from Doughty as Bree covered the area down the line but gave him the option to just cut inside. He went for goal and Sluger had a save to make. Two Matthews, an awkward ball so he can't cross it first time. Looks backwards, goes forward again. Decent looking Ooh. ball in, it's headed away by Collins, comes back to Davis, good control, he turns but probably turns the wrong way, it's a good shot challenge but now Luton trying to bring the ball forward, cut out by Cullen, drops nicely for Davis, ball forward to Taylor, great control and a penalty here, Taylor, oh, oh, what a oh, what a goal, what a ending goal, oh, 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 you just can't keep this man out of this game, you just cannot, and he just loves it, runs across to the Luton Town fans, he screams his name in anger while Charlton fans will be screaming his name in joy the ball to him to Davis was a little awkward Taylor had to control it behind him work a bit of space and just drills it to Sluger's right and gives Charlton the lead I can't tell you how good a goal that is I mean Davis lost out in midfield to, uh, to some de de determined Luton defending and the ball across from Almost a half clearance. Cullen did superbly well to get his head to it to keep the ball alive. It went back to Davis, who chewed up Lyle Taylor, was slightly behind him, and he just had to bring it into his path. But I think Pearson behind him, and he just just had that space to turn and drill a shot beyond the outstretched arm of Sluger. In the middle of the pitch, trapped by Doughty, finds Rhea out to the right. It comes to Mapanzu in acres of space, Charlton outnumbered here. Mapanzu, ball in the box, Davis clears by only as far as Cornick with a shot and it's an equaliser. And Charlton be furious with that. 
poor bit of defending from the addicts. Mapanzu was untracked. Born in the box. Wasn't cleared properly by Davis. And within two minutes, less than two minutes, Luton a level. Just didn't follow on that right-hand side, on the left-hand side, rather. And Panzer found him taking acres of space, and that drew Naby Sar out. The ball into the box wasn't a great one. It was cleared away by Davis. Straight to the feet of Cornick, who just drilled it into the right-hand side, and then Collins does that uh, hand-fingers-to-the-mouth quiet thing. Classless, really. But Chop uh, just didn't follow them in. Away. And there is a half-time whistle as it ends in this first 45 minutes. Charlton 1, Luton 1. Towards Collins, he flicks it on. Saar just hits it up into the air. And his good header from Osterlager comes to Ostuma. Good control. Ostuma collects. Lovely oh. ball to left outside to Taylor. Taylor crossing opportunity. Ball across. Goal! Pulls it wide. He should have scored. Should have scored. Oh, should have scored. Lovely move. So he took his time to get on the ball. And Saar does well to regather it for Charlton towards Oshalaja gives the ball away to Tunnicliffe ball forward to the right to Cornick who's in on goal Cornick opportunity ball across is Collins is offside had he left it it probably would have been a goal and it's offside and Charlton get away with it and big time do we get away with it because that was awful football on this near side three mistakes opportunity goes backwards to Lapsley Lapsley thinking about the shot goes for it it's a handball is it a box he is it's a penalty for Charlton I've no idea why I think it might be Tunnicliffe raised his hands Lapsley with a shot hits those hands and Charlton have a penalty I'm trying to wonder why his hands are up in the air it's uh, it's a bizarre one and uh, he put his head in his hands as soon as it hit his hands. He knew what had happened. Taylor, slow walk up. Lyle Taylor, still with that slow walk up. Taylor, right-footed, shoots and scores! And Sean make it two after 60 minutes. Confidence as ever from that man, Lyle Taylor. Gets his second and Sean of their second. Cool as you like, Lyle Taylor. Far side is Collins. Chest sit down, forced himself out though. Finds Moncur. Moncur possible shoot. Goes back onto his left. Now takes the shot. Tipped away by Dylan Phillips and away for a corner. Yeah, he weren't taking any chances there. Phillips might have been creeping in, but good bit of goalkeeping and watch it all the quality work from Taylor then it's a Charlton throw thrown into it looking for Taylor Mpenza gets ahead there but it'll drop to Charlton's striker into Lapsley Lapsley to Bond Bond still on it but yes! oh, it's a goal they couldn't win it for John George Lapsley returning from injury has bagged Charlton's third and possibly given Charlton all three points here time for George Lapsley on his return he's been excellent he's given this Joel midfield something different and what a moment for him and his family the Joel boy is getting the goal the boy did not feel good some great work down that right hand side between Taylor and then Macaulay Bond into the area. Did superbly well. I think he sort of dummied Pearson into the challenge. He dropped to the floor, thinking the ball was coming across. It then did come across. And George Lapsley on hand to bury it past Sluger. Tony Cliff again. And there is the final whistle. Come on! Charlton, three points here at the Valley. Three crucial points. Yeah, three massive points uh, yesterday. Um, 
frustrating that Millwall couldn't do us a favour, I guess, up at Wigan. But, you yeah, know, likely, yeah, yeah. All, all we can concentrate on is winning our own games. Um, if you if you think about the uh, the form of other teams, you know, if they'd been putting in that form whilst we had all our injury problems, then we could have been in, in bigger trouble. But they, they haven't. They've saved it for now like we have. Um, so we can only, con- only concentrate on ourselves and, and keeping that gap above the relegation spots as, as, as wide as we can with every three points that we can pick up we've won three in the last five now Tom I mean that's not bad form at all no not at all it's it's a good run and again we're picking picking form back up at the right stage of the season and you're right we're not going to be able to do anything about what every other team does but at the same time if we go about our business we're not going to need to worry about them are we going to win our remaining 12 games or however many we've got left seems unlikely but if we can get four or five wins out of that then we'll definitely be safe I think probably a couple more and a couple of draws will do it so we have to concentrate on ourselves and, and based on our performances over recent weeks, as I say, you look at that Stoke game aside, I think Forest, we were obviously good. Blackburn, as I said last week, I didn't think we were too bad. Yesterday, I thought we played well. We looked, again, as we said a little bit earlier, a little bit nervous, but certainly less so than we have in recent weeks. So, yeah, I think I think we look good. And with, um, with Green and Bon and Taylor all fit at the moment, I think that threat of scoring goals is back again and obviously evident in the fact we scored three yesterday. So, Whilst the defence is still looking a little bit shaky with the form that Dills is in um, and the goal scoring coming back, I think there's every chance that we're going to get those two or three more wins between now and the end of the season. I mean, let's have a chat about the goals then yesterday in particular, Terry. Um, and obviously we'd already hit the bar from from Naby before we, we, we took the lead. But it sort of came out of nothing really. We'd had a couple of chances at that Naby one. Alfie Doughty from a tight angle. I don't think Luton had had much more themselves. Maybe a shot that got deflected just wide. But it was a game that needed something a bit special to to liven it up. And it came in the perfect circumstances. I mean, first of all, Luton fans really going to have to take, learn their lesson now because that's two or three times in the last few seasons they've been uh, trying to wind up our players and then uh, Lyle goes and scores against them. Um, but I mean, that was a remarkable goal from a, a striker. I don't think anyone else in our team could score a goal like that. No, exactly. And some almost summed up the game the, the way it was, uh, the way it built up because uh, Davis had sort of lost possession um, in that sort of scrappy midfield area, which which was pretty much the story of the first half hour. Um, but then did well to then get a block in when Luton thought they were going to sort of break away from from gaining possession. Got the block in, it sort of went up in the air. Cullen, I don't know, don't know how he got his head to that because it looked like it was going well over his head. Managed to get his head to it and he dropped back to Davis who picked out Lyle and as I said on comms, it was slightly behind him so he had to drag it into his path. And he dragged it in his path and, and as you said, I don't think too many other Charlton players would have... Uh, I mean, Macaulay Bond, potentially. But the way he turned and shot that, um, and it, there's only one place that could have gone to go in the back of the net, and he hit it straight at it. Yeah. It was just a sublime strike. Yeah, and I mean, they, they, do, they do say it sometimes about players of certain characters. That if, if your supporters are going to get on their back, that they try and find that extra 5% from somewhere to uh, just to rub it in their face, basically. And Lyle is clearly that sort of character um but he's he's got the uh he's got the weaponry to back it up as well yeah he has um i, I think has he scored six in his last five against Lee yeah he's scored a, like possibly even seven in his last yeah. five now after two yesterday yeah, of course but um but yeah I, I think i think it's true you get a lot of the time is when you have old um you have ex-players who come there and, and you know score against you it's because they want to prove a point and i think it's similar to when lyle gets abuse i think it was barnsley as well and to be fair, most most teams he wind up even when he mugged off the goal yesterday, which was a highlight yesterday. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think he does relish really it. We all know he loves he loves the egg. You know, he thrives on it, and it probably does spur him on. And 
like you say, it'll only be a matter of time, surely, where fans are going to actually be like, do you know what? We might leave this one alone a bit because he might just bang one in in the top corner. But yeah, I think Lyle thrives on it. But I agree with Tom. I think it was one of his best games that I've seen. I mean, not only the finish, but he's all round play. There was times where he was going left wing back and putting challenges in. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. Mm, yeah, it certainly was. Um, having finally edged into the lead, then Tom, uh, last thing you want to do is concede. Uh, almost immediately, and that sort of soft uh, underbelly we have at the moment, it reared its head again because it was just a cross that we didn't clear properly. And then it's a good finish from from Harry Cornick. It was very dangerous, uh, well, for the, the whole time he was on for Luton Town. Mm. Um, but Lee Bay, he sounded frustrated when when he was speaking about that goal afterwards. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's another one that is avoidable. Um, and I think when we look back again and, and they look back at it in training, if they get chance between now and Wednesday, it'll be one that they'll look at and there are two or three mistakes in that build-up that we, we could do better on. As you say, by the time it falls to him, it's not an easy finish and he takes it well, but there, we had chances before that to to prevent it and that's the frustrating thing and normally you'd say with a goal like that, you'd think, right, well, if that's preventable, that means we can sort that out on the training ground and then we're going to be a lot more assured at the back. But the thing is that every week uh, the goals seem to be like that. You know, we're, we're not seeing them struck in from miles out or, you know, some unbelievable link-up play. We're seeing sloppy defensive errors causing goals. So that's what's frustrating me. But the positive from our perspective was the fact that up the other end we had strikers who were on the pitch who could score goals. So... Luckily, it was a case of we'll score one or two more than you do. But it's something that even if we limp through to the end of this season, a lot of people have tweeted in about it throughout this season. We've spoken about it quite a lot. The need to shore up that defence if we're going to be in the championship again next year is essential because especially if we want to push up and finish in the, the top half of the table next season, you can't really afford to be giving goals away like that week in, week out, which well, at the moment we are. Mm. Um, so I mean, bef- I mean, before we went, we went back into the lead. Then Terry. Now this the, this has certainly been a talking point over the last well twelve hours or so since since uh, since yesterday's game. Is I mean, Luton scored uh, a goal through well Harry Cornick. It was he sort of played it across. Was it Collins who tapped Collins it in tapped on, in, on yep. the line? Yep. Um, now at the time, my initial reaction was, "Oh, that's clearly offside." We heard it in the in, in the highlights there as well that you thought it was offside. Now when you look look back at it from the the shot behind the goal that they put on on the football on quest last night i mean i'm leaning to, i mean that's on side for me it's not like we haven't had decisions like that go against us over the course of this season in particular against luton twice at their place but i mean we've got away with one there because i mean for starters we gave the ball away in a, in a silly position uh and then i mean it looks like the uh the premier league officials have given us a bit of a let off uh, i love the officials uh, i always <laughs> have done uh <laughs> wow. yeah it's um in real time i thought it was offside as, as you say and uh I couldn't believe <clears throat> couldn't believe that uh, Collins wouldn't have been offside because he was that close to the line when he tapped it in. Um, but I think, and I'm trying to give uh, the linesman some uh, some I don't know some leeway here because at full speed, um, it was difficult for us to see. But he's he's in line. He shouldn't miss that, should he? Really, uh, the thing for me is I'm, I know that everybody's going to say, well, he, he, you know, he, he wasn't offside. But the other big point is that he didn't need to touch it. Because that yeah, was going, it, like it, it was, was going, going straight in. in. Yeah. Uh, it was going straight in, so there was no need for him to touch it. Now, when you're the last man in front of the, you know, in front of the goal, do you, why do you take that risk? Mm. So <clears throat> I think he's got to take some responsibility himself, even even though he might not have been offside. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because after the the defeat at Luton earlier on in the season, where I think that the, the first goal they scored, um, there was a man standing in Dylan, basically standing on Dylan Phillips uh, as the ball came in, clearly offside. 
uh, interfering with play and it wasn't given. The second goal, Izzy Brown, I think it was, he handballed it in the build-up mm-hmm. uh, to his goal. Now, Lee Bowyer, of course, was calling for the introduction of VAR into the championship after that game. He, he didn't seem to mention that yesterday, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, he probably wouldn't. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if we'd done it yesterday, we could have... We might not have won, we might have got a point, but then we probably would have got more from Luton. So I think, I'm one of these ones, I think it will even itself out eventually. Um, I mean, from the the clip, uh, from the questing, it does look offside, but it'd be interesting to see it on the side for you, because I don't know if, because they had all these blooming lines and everything nowadays, don't they? So I don't know until someone does that, <laughs> I think it's onside, but um, uh, yeah, he's onside. Um, but yeah, I think it was a pivotal, it was a pivotal moment, because obviously that's when, I think Bowyer had had enough, and Deji got well. As soon as Deji gave that ball away, yeah, he was, he called Georgie over, and yeah. then and then they went and scored. That's, so I that's think pretty, pretty much the third yeah. one in a row he'd done. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and he just out. just a bit looked a bit of fish out of water, yeah. poor Deji, because he's usually a good player. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I saw someone put on the forum yesterday. I mean, he is he looked like a player playing out of position, which is what he is. Oh, he, he, is. he doesn't play defensive midfield. No. That's not his natural role, and and he was struggling yesterday, Tom. And it was the right decision to bring Lapsley on. Clearly, it proved it. And then, I mean, obviously, he was involved almost immediately in winning the penalty. But even after that, there was a bit where the ball was down the right-hand channel and he and he's so, he got so much energy, fair bit of pace, actually, surprisingly quick. Uh, you, you almost don't realise how quick he is. And all of a sudden, you think, yeah, actually, there's someone in the midfield who's going to grab this game uh, by the scruff of the neck. I mean, coming back to, to that penalty decision, um, I mean, it was a blatant penalty. Um, the, the Collins' arms were out here as if he was trying to save it. He had absolutely no reason to do it. The thing that confused me, though, was because there was a situation in the first half down the right-hand side as Trump were going down the line where almost exactly the same thing happened on the halfway line. And between between the referee and the linesman, they decided not to give it. And I thought, normally that'd be the other way around. Normally they'd, they'd bottle it in the penalty area and, and probably give it on the halfway line. But, you know, it was clearly a clearly a penalty for me. I don't think there's any there's any discussion about that. And, and Lyle Taylor just doesn't miss, doesn't miss from the spot when he when he does that it's, it's incredible how he can get into the mind of a goalkeeper and make sure he dives the wrong way yeah I I was uh I was nervous when he stepped up for the first time in a while because I don't know if we had a penalty at all this season we had Josh Cullen had one at West Brom yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's certainly been a while and um obviously you know he's going to do that run up and when you're standing there waiting for him to finish and obviously you know how much he's riding on this game I was I was nervous, but as you say, stepped up, cool, calm, collected, usual self and, and tucked it away. But I thought actually, and I, I know it's kind of easy to say it, but I thought the standard of refereeing yesterday was just so much better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know we had um, Andre Mariner down here, but it's just such a big difference to have someone like that who makes the big calls, who wasn't afraid to book players early on, who wasn't afraid to make that call for a penalty, because as you say, could have done. It looked like for, to me, the one down the the other end in the first half, I don't think he could see it. Um, but I can't believe the lino didn't give it because he should have been able to. So, yeah, it, it was so important. And going back to kind of what brought that penalty along and, and George coming on, I agree. I thought Deji really struggled again yesterday, which was, was disappointing. And as Nafe said earlier, you see that third or fourth mistake happen and Boya was spitting feathers on the side and, and chucked George on. And you know what you're going to get from him. You know you're going to get high energy and tearing himself about and being a nuisance. But I thought he did much more than that yesterday. He looked so much more composed on the ball and assured and just, yeah, just a really almost complete performance yesterday from him, obviously finished with the goal. So, yeah, it was great to just get ourselves back in front. Um, As you said, we'd ridden out a little bit of pressure on the end of that first half, early in that second half, and then 
really it was then about right at 2-1 what are we going to do are we going to get nervous again and, and get concerned or are we going to kick on and try and get a third which obviously we we did go on and do yeah I don't know if it's just me I didn't feel as nervous yesterday as I have no. done in games I didn't feel like we were up against it too much I mean Moncor had that shot that, that deals out to tip wide they, they had a, a fair bit of possession uh, you know obviously they, they're going to be pushing for a leveler but I didn't feel as as worried as I have done at other times I felt I felt a bit comfortable yesterday is that fair Probably, I'm not. I'm not sure I did necessarily. I, uh, the Luton didn't look as threatening as, as as other sides that we've played. That's certainly true. Uh, even though they did score um, a, what probably was a genuine goal, but no, you're right. I mean, I don't think that they offered the threat going forward that, that other sides have. So perhaps not. But I still think it needed um, Macaulay Bond to come on to just to, to liven that up. It was another good substitution for me, and and the uh, the way he then uh, threatened. Luton's Luton's defence. You know, we didn't we didn't sit sit back as much, and that's another good thing. Mm. You know, you would normally expect us to really sort of park, not park the bus, but you know, park our back four and the, the right uh, run on the edge of the area, and then the midfield very close to it. And it sometimes allows teams to just bomb us. You know, and mm. it didn't happen yesterday. Yeah, it is nice to to make an offensive substitution and bring on someone who's going to make them think at the other end of the park. And of course, they end up ends up leading to the third goal. Um, and and it's, it's it's a really nicely worked goal. I can't remember. If, I think Taylor might have been involved, but then Lapsley's laid it off to McCauley Bon. And here's where we've seen the improvement uh, in Bon as a player since he joined the club in the summer. Uh, his hold-up play was brilliant there because you know if you, you might be tempted to just try and square it straight away, but he knew to take the touch, sort of uh, throwing a bit of a dummy of a cross almost just to make the defender dive in, give himself that yard of space. Uh, to throw it into the middle and he also knew that George Lapsley has been told to get into the box and he arrived there as a midfielder uh, something that Lee Bayer loves to see a midfielder getting into the box and, and finishing off the move and I mean capping the display uh, that, you know, with the goal that he deserved Yeah, no, it was a good um, it's nice to see Georgie um, getting in the box and like you say, it was nice build-up play it was good work between him and Bon he gave the little finger to say, you know go, going down on your right and good old-up play from Bon and he's put in an area hoping someone's going to get onto it and Carter Vickers didn't track Georgie and he put um, put it in the net and yeah it was nice to see him score um, and yeah even though it was only a little cameo he did he did deserve a goal and it's probably nice for him he's been been out a while with that injury on his hammy um, but yeah it's always nice to see one of your own come come off the bench and score and don't know who knows he might be there might be starting on Wednesday who knows but yeah I'm delighted for for Georgie and and Bon as well because I mean he's he's he was unfortunate with when he came in and yeah. got injured. Yeah, I mean, a couple of like potential turning points in the game yesterday. So I thought it was off when when Harry Cornick went off. Um, I mean, reading reading a few bits, it sounds like he may he may have an injury or becoming or becoming back or something. So that might explain it. But he was clearly the most dangerous player, and I don't think they looked as dangerous when he, when he went off. Not at all. No, and it's from a Luton perspective, obviously a shame that they did have to bring him off. But but good for us because yeah, as you say, he took his goal well in the first half, caused us trouble all game. I think. Um, so yeah, he was obviously a big loss to them. But I think from our perspective, the subs that we were able to bring on now, I know Lapsley had a good game just in general, but I thought Bond made a difference when he came on as well. And I was in the bar with Nath before the game when the team came out and we said that's an attacking bench that we had there because we also had McGeady on the bench as well. Um, so we just had we had attacking options and that's what we've been lacking in, in recent weeks with all the injuries that we've had. So to have all those options back is obviously great for us. And I think... Again, going back to on the way here, we said we think probably Deji was in there as a bit of um, rotation ahead of a game on Wednesday. I wonder if we hadn't had a game in the week, whether he would have started. But to be able to rotate like that from our perspective is obviously great because we said we'd had a lot of games in February and I know we're almost at the end of that now. But 
still got 12 games to go and we need everybody to be fit particularly the likes of people like Lyle and McCauley and and players like that you know so we don't want to we don't want anyone to burn out too soon so um mm. yeah positives from our side for sure yeah obviously uh, negatives then Wigan uh, getting a result uh, against Millwall's the, the the main one. It's not often you'll you'll find me screaming that Millwall should have had a penalty when they didn't yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the highlights. So um, uh, one of the Millwall players was fouled clearly for me inside the penalty area, and the referee gave a free kick outside the area, which Jed Wallace was unable to score from because he's a Millwall player. But um, I mean, just little things like that it could it could have helped us a bit. But psychologically, we've now risen above Middlesbrough, Stoke, Huddersfield. You know, they're all below us. I know a couple of them were before the game. Uh, we're nine points clear of Luton now. That, that counts them out. We're eight points clear of Barnsley. Five points clear of Wigan. You know, it's a cushion that, I mean, it, it, any of those teams would, would, would bite the, your hand off to be in our position. Um, it's just disappointed that you could go on this little run and then not, not gain any more ground. But, you know, it means we've got that momentum to go into the game on Wednesday and the massive game again uh, against Huddersfield next weekend. Uh, no question about that. And what it does do, I think uh, Levi alluded to it, is that it drags teams above us back into it. I mean, uh, Barnsley Middlesbrough yesterday, a, you know, a draw would probably have been perfect, but Barnsley winning actually keeps Middlesbrough below us. And, uh, and they're in, you know, you'd look at them and you'd think that, mm. you know, they're in trouble and we've got to play them in a couple of weeks, mm. as well as Huddersfield in uh, next Saturday. So, um, you know, I think with all of these sides taking points off each other, it, it allows um, that ga- uh, that group of, of teams that uh, that we need to catch and and, uh, and get above, it, it gets bigger. Mm. So we don't have to rely on the bottom three. We, um, we can rely on sort of like the bottom six or seven. Yeah, well, even if you look at the teams above us, I think Hull were winless in eight mm. uh, championship games. Reading have only won one in the last nine. Uh, 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 in the championship I'm not sure QPR have been doing too well recently I got a good point at Forest uh, the other day as well so Lee Bay is uh, insisting that some of these teams above us will, will, will get caught as well and get dragged into this uh, relegation battle and uh, it's very much the more the merrier really because it, it just means there's more teams in there with a chance of, of going into uh, in, in, into that drop zone now uh, just before we hear from uh, Lee Bay and Naif I mean mm. are you feeling confident still I mean there'll be there'll be teams down there that'll be more worried than we are with with our form that we've picked up recently yeah I was just just looking now so like if you look if you look up four four of our next five are teams in and around so Wednesday well they're a bit above aren't they and then you've got Huddersfield, Borough, Hull and QPR and they're all so if you could, if we can get seven points out of those five games that's doable right that is doable yeah yeah so definitely. I feel Unless something catastrophic happens and we're in really bad form, I'm actually thinking, we're saying a Tom in the car, I reckon we'll get four points out of the next two. Honestly, I think we'll draw, may, might lose on Wednesday, but I don't know, I think we're going to be all right. I think these next four or five games are going to be fine. And the time we can come here, we'll be partying, so it don't matter. <laughs> we'll be there, we'll probably, fin- well, I don't know, we'll probably finish sixth or something probably now. But... <laughs> We'll be gutted when we just miss out on the playoffs. Well, we can, we can tend to are looking like they're on a bit of a roll, aren't they? So, um, you know, they're, they're, their momentum is there. But, the, you know, teams that aren't are, are like some Middlesbrough and they've got Leeds midweek uh, when we've got, while well, we're playing Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Wigan have got Reading and Reading aren't out of it. So, you know, that, uh, that potentially either keeps one down there or drags another one in. Huddersfield have got to play Bristol. So there's some tough games in there. Uh, I think Hull, have, Hull are playing Barnsley. So you can't get, you know, one one of those can't get three points. So it it, it keeps, you know, whatever happens Wednesday to us, I think it, Wednesday's almost a throwaway game, isn't it? You know, because um, if we get anything out of Wednesday, it's a bonus. 
And then, then as Nathan said, you know, we've got Middlesbrough, Huddersfield, QPR, and it's just that those those three, I think, um, are huge. And if we can get two wins out of those three, yeah. then it goes a long way. And, and obviously, it's a historic occasion on on Wednesday. I don't know if I, if I mentioned I have a stat here. I've shared this on Twitter before, but most of you are probably not sad enough to remember this. <laughs> uh, when we play Sheffield Wednesday this Wednesday, it'll be the first time ever we've played Sheffield Wednesday on, on a Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh, ever. I think you were going to say something about Simon Church or something. Oh, no, Simon <laughs> Church. Well, Simon Church did score the winner at Wednesday. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday on the, that was a Monday night there uh, so there you go right let's have a listen to what Lee Bayer uh, made of yesterday's uh, game then uh, speaking to Terry exclusively for Charlton Live in the studio uh, after full time yesterday he said he was delighted uh, with the three points but he won't get carried away uh, with overestimating the importance of the victory I understand why people were saying oh massive game because it gives you that nine, nine point gap but we've got another 12 to go um this one was no more important than, than Wednesday for me. Um, I think it's, it's an important week. Uh, but yeah, obviously if you take game for game, then, then yes, yeah, it's, it's important, it's massive. But I try and look at the bigger picture. You know, I'm not just focusing on one team, one game. I, I'm trying to look at the big picture as in what we have to do to stay in the division. And um, I know what we need is a target and... and um, my job is to get there as, as soon as possible. Does the nature of the league and the, <clears throat> the way results have been going in recent weeks almost uh, confirm that because uh, teams are beating uh, each other yeah. from top to bottom so uh, yeah. almost league position goes out the window? Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? Uh, I don't have to look at what we've done at Forest. No one would have given us any chance in that. Was it Barnsley? Was it? We went to Fulham. Like, there's some crazy results but people are fighting and it's either for, for staying in the division or, or to get promotion so there's teams that are above us that are going to get drawn into this there's more teams involved in this relegation battle than, than I think people realise and more so uh, after the results uh, today and, and last week we're now, uh, we're now two points uh, away from Hull City above us which, uh, which you wouldn't have thought <laughs> about uh, three or four weeks ago so uh, mm-hmm. as you say it, uh, it could go right up to 10th place at the moment it's, it's that strange yeah, and I look at our running, and I think there's there's a lot of games there that I think you know what we can go and win, whether it's home or or away. Um, but you have to do the basics right and, and fight for every point. And uh, as long as we we keep working hard, we've got people that can hurt teams, and so yeah, we're we'll be in every game for sure. I have no doubt in that. Seemed like a scrappy first half today, Lee. Nobody, yeah. uh, we didn't seem to be able to get the ball down and, and play it the way we wanted to, and that might no. be credit to Luton, of course, uh, uh, although the conditions were a little bit difficult. But uh, going in and uh, getting that goal um, just after the half-hour mark, you must have thought uh, that's, a, that's a great way to go in at half-time after a scrappy game, and then, of course, they scored within two minutes. Must have uh, must have been a bit deflating. Yeah, d- disappointed, because uh, it's near on carbon copy of what we've done at their place. Like, just clear the ball. We just got done well to to get the lead. I think it, it was coming the goal. I think for ten minutes before it, we we were the better side and creating. And we we was the one on on, on the front foot. Um, then get the goal. Then you defend properly. You know, like clear your lines. So just leave a a sloppy clearance and then they score. They done exa- we done exactly the same at their place. So um, disappointed. Uh, had to tell them half time, like, come on, we've got to pick it up. 
and that we did. Second half, I thought we was much better than them. Thought, <coughs> personally, thought we controlled the game in that second half for large parts, maybe mm. not for all of it, but certainly yeah. large parts. Uh, and you must be delighted as well. In, the, in the, everybody says about uh, the squad size and, and, and the first team uh, size that we of, of the players we've got to, to hand on the bench. You made two subs today, and you made one of them quite early on with George Lapsley coming on. Uh, and both George Lapsley and McCollumon clearly made a difference to the side when you've got players of that uh, calibre coming on uh, that can make a difference, which maybe you haven't had all the time this season. No, we haven't had that that luxury. Um, but that's what subs are there for, to, to make an impact. And um, we've got McCauley come on, he's going to work hard. The, the two lads we put on, if there's one thing you know you're going to get from his hard work. Um, and they're both getting better all the time. As, as individuals, you know. So yeah, George just said to him, "Look, come on, work hard, win us the ball back, because that's what he does great, and uh, get yourself in the box." And I'm really pleased for George because he's been out a while now with, with his hamstring. So uh, yeah, I, I'm really pleased for him. Is it times when <coughs> I'm sure the fans <coughs> love to see flowing football from end to end, uh, but? Uh, when in games like this, when as you said, first half was scrapping, we needed to keep control, especially after going two one up. When you got players who can just get in the way, stop stop their momentum of the opposite side, we're going to throw the kitchen sink at you, uh, and that showed with the goal that was chalked off. Um, mm. You know they were still a threat, so you needed players to get in and amongst them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to earn the right to, to to play football, and, and that means rolling up your sleeves and and, and winning in the individual battles. Um, so yeah. That's, it's part of the game. Well, we like everyone wants to see this pretty football, and yeah, it's great most of the time. Uh, but sometimes you, you have to stand there and have a battle with them. And uh, and I thought we stood up today. We stood up. Talk about pretty football. We can't <coughs> can't not mention that Lyle Taylor goal, the first one, uh, because uh, he seems to be getting obviously from the injury. It would have taken him a little while to get back into the swing of it, but uh, certainly uh, he was that uh, uh, today. And uh, that finish is as good as you'll see. Yeah, oh, and and again I've said before, I see him do that every day in training. He just delays it that split second and, and puts it through the defender's legs in the far corner. I've seen him do it time and time again. He's he's a very good player, and today I thought he was unplayable. I don't think they could handle him from the start to the finish. He was captain and he took on that responsibility, and and, and he led from the front. And um, I'm really pleased that he. He had that all-round performance today. That's the striker that we've turned him into, an all-round striker, and yeah, I thought he was very good. Valley not quite as full as it was against Blackburn, but certainly uh, gave you enough noise to, uh, to to drag you over the line uh, as a side. Uh, got fully beyond the lads out there on the pitch. Yeah, they've been unreal, you know. Um, it just it just makes me proud, like just standing there and, and hearing them sing from from the start to to the finish, like they was. Again, they always do, and um, I get at times I get a bit frustrated, you know, if things ain't going quite the way that they're used to seeing. But we all have to understand that, that we're playing against better people now. Last year we done well and we could dominate games. It ain't like that in this division. We we have the lowest body by by a mile, and and we're competing and doing well. So, but yeah, I'm grateful to my. I'm so grateful that they, they keep coming and, and, and supporting the lads and they make a massive difference. They know it. They know it. Like I've said it a million times. Like, But they do and I'm, I'm really grateful. So, yeah, I'm, I 
Thanks, Tom. It's a great victory that takes us into uh, the coming week. Uh, two tough away trips. Sheffield Wednesday first up on in midweek, and then uh, then Huddersfield. Sheffield Wednesday not quite close to us, but uh, Huddersfield certainly are, and then Barrow straight after that. So two, uh, three really big games coming up. Yeah, yeah, and and there's points there for t- to win. Um, most important thing now is that our recovery is right, and then uh, we're up to Sheffield, and, and, and we work hard and. And then we've got a chance. We've got a chance in all these games now, from from here on in. Uh, I believe it because we've played everyone and we've beaten a lot of the top sides. So uh, we've, we've got to dig deep and, and, and all stick together and, and, and get over the line. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, Pierce is there, Bowers with a header, and it's Joe! Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! The absolute German beauty! Woo! Dreamland! Joe has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it, Joe! Get in! Come on! What a time yes! to be here! Here at Wembley! Uh, what you wouldn't do to go back to that to a year ago, was it? That was. Uh, I've just found out what yeah, I wouldn't yeah, do. Yeah, let's, let's keep that to uh, the studio walls. Yeah. It's, well, it's not quite a year ago, but uh, it still brings a tear to the eye, doesn't it, uh, Wembley? I've, I've got a tear to me. Yeah. Not the only thing. Listening to these two. Yeah, right. Uh, Lee Bay, you're there on the on this evening's Charlton Live, uh, looking back at yesterday's uh, victory. Uh, keeps his feet firmly on the ground, doesn't he? But uh, clearly very pleased with uh, with yesterday's performance. How did, how did you find him yesterday? He's, he, he's obviously a lot happier after a win, isn't he, Terry? And, <laughs> yes, you can tell. Yeah. Can <laughs> <laughs> but he's but you know he he's firm and he's confident. You can you can you think about how exasperated he sounded at times when we were still going through this injury crisis. You, you can you can feel you can feel now that he feels more confident again going into games. Yeah, and you don't you don't get the feeling that, that he's under pressure really, do you? When you when uh, when you consider our league position, and and what's happened with the injuries over the past few months, you'd think normally managers of uh, you know of teams like that would be under serious pressure, but he he doesn't he doesn't show that, or certainly doesn't give that. Uh, uh, give that aura, uh, aura about him. So um, he, he always seems calm and collected. He, he, he seems to know what he wants uh, and knows that we've got the side to to achieve what he thinks we can achieve this season. And he's always said that it's, it's safety is the uppermost thing. I think when when quite all of us, uh, most of us anyway, were getting carried away at being in the top six or the top four at time uh, one time that you know 
he didn't uh, he didn't think that that was uh, ever going to be the case all season. Mm. And so uh, it's panning out pretty much as he said he would. So the fact that he knows he's got players like Lyle Taylor who can score goals uh, out of nothing, as he showed yesterday, uh, and also put in a shift that, that worries defenders. Uh, he's got players like uh, Cullen, Dylan Phillips, uh, and the back. You know, I know that uh, you said that the, you know, defensively we give away weak goals, but you know when you consider the the goal difference to the other sides that are down there, we're uh, we're far superior. You know, yeah. there's a ten goal. I think it's one, the ten goal difference between us and the next one, or you know, the, I think Luton's about fifteen. Yeah, well, we're on minus four. Yeah, I mean Middlesbrough minus ten, Huddersfield minus sixteen, Wigan minus sixteen, Barnsley minus seventeen. Uh, Luton minus twenty nine. <laughs> so as so as, as you know, as frustrating as it is at times that we've got uh, you know that we do leak the odd goal here and there. We don't keep as many clean sheets as as, as we sh- as we should or, or we probably want to. That you know it's still not as bad as the other teams around us. Yeah, no, and that will, as the cliche goes, that will be like an extra point. Now, someone who uh, uh, needs a shout out from yesterday, this is Charlie tweeting it in, and some, something that I missed this, so I need you guys to explain. Apparently, there was a ball boy in the East End who uh, engaged in some ultimate. S. Housery, Tom. Uh, can, can you help me with that one? Yeah, so we were just talking about it off air. So the ball went out um, for a Luton throw the first time and he gave it back to the Luton player quite quickly and Charlton players weren't back in position yet. So someone had a word with him and the next time it goes out and goes onto that little sort of shelf in front of the East stand and the Luton player jumped up and just as he jumped up to go and get the ball, the ball boy got there and just chucked it straight back past him onto the pitch, <laughs> which uh, slowed everything down. Got a good cheer out of everyone. So uh, yeah, well played him. Mm, excellent stuff. Right um, now, one other um, well person who who should have been a hero yesterday, but unfortunately let themselves down, and and therefore let the rest of us down. Nathan. <laughs> uh, now, yesterday, of course, was football versus homophobia day. Uh, I thought that I thought that all went really well. The Pink yep. Singers were particularly impressive. Uh, Rob Harris from the Proud Valiants and the other guys from uh, Charlton Victor, uh, Gary and and who were, and and all the other chaps uh, were involved, and uh, everything went really well. Uh, you know, really a really good day to celebrate. Uh, the inclusivity that uh, that there, that is at Charlton Football Club now. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the day was soured, um, not only by Brian forgetting which side of homophobia he was supposed to be on, <laughs> but um, but uh, your penalty kick. Now you were doing a penalty shootout, Nathan. Mm. First one you put away. Second yeah. one you got a bit cocky with a Penenka. Well, I think put away is a bit. I mean, the first one the keeper uh, clearly went the wrong way deliberately. Mm. I'll uh, leave it. Uh, <laughs> listen, absolute scenes. Honestly, both both said to me after the game, like, "Do you want a, a contract?" I was like, "Nah, I'm I'm enjoying Charlton life too much. Don't want a contract." <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. It was a Talk good us day. through the Penenka. Start, Talk us through the so, so you went out for the Penenka and <laughs> yeah. you chipped it over the crossbar. What was going through your mind? So basically, I went down there and then I thought, right, first I was going to do the Penenka the first one, and I thought, what I don't want to do is miss and then miss the opportunity of actually scoring because you know, like Tom said in the tweet, first ever Charlton Live journalist. I'm not even a journalist, but I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I put the first one in. Second one, I said, right, let me try and do a little cheeky one here. Done it, and I've put too much. So I've, it's, it's it dipped at the wrong time, and it's gone dipped over. At the wrong he's, time. he's done it too so, well, is what yeah, he's trying listen, to say. Listen, yeah, well, I, I was, I was aiming around, for the bar. I think it dipped around row seven. I was yeah. a, I was aiming for the bar, and listen, I nearly got it, and then I thought, yeah. So yeah, I did. I took some abuse, and fair enough. Um, I apologise to my family, <laughs> my friends. Um, I've moved season ticket seats. Yeah. House. Uh, yeah, house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change car yeah. and uh, clothing. 
Let's just As you can see, I've got nothing on. <laughs> let's just hope no one grasses you up to your job as well, otherwise you lose that. Uh, right, Rob, uh, let's have a look at some of the tweets. And Rob Wagon uh, says, three wins in five. I'm happy uh, enough with that. PH says, Sheffield Wednesday have only won one of their last six at home, losing four. Three points there uh, would be huge. Cappuccino says that Nathan's penalty was the perfect conversion. Well done. Uh, well First done, one was Cap, yeah. The second one, maybe not. I so. think you meant conversion as in the Six Nations sort oh, of thing. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, cheers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John says uh, the third goal was crucial, uh, in my opinion. Nice to see the cross uh, across the box for it. It paid off a lot last season. Lyle's penalty routine freaks me out every time. Uh, also, it's nice to hear the applause for the, the young uh, Luton fan, yeah, Ethan Matthews, uh, eight-year-old Luton fan, who, who so sadly passed away and uh, all around the ground. Uh, there was a, a minute's applause for him in the in the eighth minute yesterday, and that was uh, impeccably uh, observed. Right, uh, CFC Fred uh, says uh, it was just very solid yesterday. First half was a bit meh, uh, sloppy to concede so soon after scoring, uh, but we fully deserved the win. Uh, Lyle once again showing his class, and Dylan pulling off yet another pretty good save. Uh, reckon that we'll definitely stay up now. Spencer says it was a nervy, scrappy first half, much better in the second half. Taylor uh, was unplayable. Another big week coming up, uh, but both games. Games are winnable. Uh, great tribute to Ethan Matthews uh, from the whole ground. French Addict, uh, massive win. Hopefully we can get back to back wins with a win on Wednesday. Lapsley deserves a start, in my opinion. He won us that game with the pure energy he gave to the team. Confident we'll survive now. Hopefully we can rebuild in the summer and finish top half next season. Come on, you Reds. Yeah, it's interesting. Everyone's getting more and more confident now, Tommy. I mean, do you... Are we are we in danger of getting carried away again? Just just because we need to remember that the Barnsley below us and Wigan seem to be picking up results at the moment. Yeah, I still think we need to be careful. I've said since whenever people started getting worried, I don't think we're going to go down, and I stand by that. But I mean, we're not home and hosed yet. There's still a long way to go. I, I'm confident that we'll stay up, and I think we should. But it only takes a couple more defeats, and everyone will be all doom and gloom again. So. Yeah, we just got to keep our heads again. Goes back to what we said on Thursday. You don't get too high and you don't get too low. You just got to stay pretty consistent. Take each game as it comes, like Boya does, and see where you are come the end of the Leeds game in May. So, um, yeah, I think some people are going to get carried away, but the performance yesterday showed when we play our football, we're more than good enough to stay in this league, and that's what we've seen a lot this season. And maybe just that middle part of the season has let us down a little bit, and there are there are reasons behind that, but. Um, no, yesterday's show, as I say, we're, we're more than good enough to stay up. Yeah, Tom Bramley says it was an even first half with Taylor's goal being the standout moment. We controlled the second half and never looked like conceding. Taylor was my man of the match, but I thought Aussie really helped link the midfield. It can't be a coincidence that we play our best when he's in the team. Yeah, we've, we haven't really mentioned Ehan Oztuma uh, too much after yesterday's performance, but we, once again, he's look, he looks... Uh, it's very silky on the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, I think, um, and, and, I tend, and I agree with that, and we mentioned it off air as well. Erin um, Ostermer or Johnny Williams, and prior to him, Conor Gallagher, we need somebody who can link that uh, that midfield to uh, the strike force. And when either one of those three aren't there, obviously Conor Gallagher's not here anymore. So if no Johnny Williams and no Erin Ostermer, we do look a little flat. And I think that was shown against Blackburn. We had no, we didn't seem to have anybody who could come out of midfield and then and then get it forward. And so, even though I think it, it probably wasn't his best game, actually, I think he, you know there was a couple of misplaced passes potentially, but he was still that link-up player. He was everywhere as well. He was from side to side, and uh, and I think you know the likes of Lyle Taylor and uh, Andre Green 
need that type of player in the mm. midfield. Oh, do we still think that Aidan McGeady can fill that gap as I well? Agree, we yeah. haven't really seen yeah. much of him yet. But. Yeah, probably. Uh, whether he's fit enough at the moment, I don't know. But um, he's a decent backup yeah. if uh, if we'd have needed. You know, if we were, let's say, if it was draw, you know, we were drawing or we was we were losing by the odd goal, I think mm. you'd probably seen him. Because I mean, the question we, we we almost never see Aussie play two games in a row. So will he will he be fit enough to play at Wednesday on Wednesday? Because it's only a quick turnaround. I mean, yeah, I don't know how far Johnny's off. Is he? I don't know. Still a couple of weeks. No, I'd be tempted probably not to play Aaron Ostermeyer anyway because yeah. you know the more important game is the the Saturday game against yeah. uh, against um, Huddersfield rather than mm. the Sheffield Wednesday game. And I think obviously Sheffield Wednesday are quite a big side as well. And we've touched it on Thursday about sort of games for Aaron, like the best games. It was the Forest that first half against Forest. It might have been his debut, wouldn't it? Mm. Absolutely unreal. Um, but I think there's certain games that suit Ozzy, and it, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because I was thinking, is he going to bring McGeady on um, earlier or at all? And then, but yes, yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if AD comes in on on Wednesday. It wouldn't surprise me at all because it, good thing about Aiden as well is that you can play him at the top of a diamond, but then you can also go. I'll tell you what, we'll go three up top and put maybe put uh, Andre Green and McGeady either side of Taylor. So you've got that option as well, away from home. Mm, yeah, right. McSkibby uh, saying, come on, let's go on to the massive Sheffield Wednesday, hopefully an away win. Dan Sheed says, uh, credit where it's due. Andre Mariner was outstanding. A few refs would have bottled given the penalty. And as for the Luton offside, they scored against us at their place when one of their players was in an offside position. So what goes around comes around. Richard Justum says, I love Boyer's reaction to Jones's remarks about the disallowed goal, uh, we were robbed at Kenilworth Road. Also, Sky Charlton didn't play at the Valley in 1987. Oh, they must have uh, they must have dropped a dropped one there because yeah, we didn't. I didn't see that. Uh, Steve Nutley says a uh, great result yesterday. Uh, keeping Taylor in the summer is paramount. Uh, give him what he wants. Uh, Red Army, a great show as ever, lads. Cheers, Steve. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, we talk about it every show until he signs or doesn't sign, but. Do you, do you break the wage structure for Lyle Taylor? Do you go over and above what you think you, you, you can afford? Because he's clearly, without him, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Um, fair to say. We would, yeah. I, it's a difficult one. I think if you do break it, you don't break it by a huge amount. And maybe you start to look at a restructure just in general. Um, Nathan and I were saying in a bar before the game yesterday that we think maybe he's just going to wait and see what sort of business we do. Because... We're clearly, you know, we're not a sleeping giant, but there's a lot of potential around this club. And if we get signings right in the summer and the intent is there, then I think there's every chance we could keep him. I think obviously he would be looking for some form of pay rise. And I think that's fair enough, given what he's done for the club. But at the same time, you don't want to upset the entire rest of the squad just to keep him because then you lose that squad harmony. So it's a, it's a difficult balance. Um but certainly, if we could figure that out, then then obviously I'd want him to stay, given what he's given to the club in the last two years. Mm, right, Ken Burnett says, uh, great show as always. Cheers, Ken. Uh, man of the match was George Lapsley, who turned the game uh, when he came on. But the real winners uh, were the fans, who were superb. Enjoyed editing the game this morning, plus added the excellent commentary uh, of Terry and Greg as well. Well done, well done lads. Uh, yeah, right. Ken, Ken would have put the game together for his, uh, his DVDs that he makes for the... Uh, for the players and for the mascots. Uh, so, yeah, Ken mentioned the man of the match for him uh, was George Lapsley, and I think we should hear from the young man uh, right now. Obviously, it's been uh, it's, it's cl- he's clearly been busy while he's been off, but um, uh, <laughs> his, his first uh, appearance since uh, the Millwall game in November uh, been struggling uh, with injuries. Let's have a little, a little listen uh, to, to his interview after yesterday. He agreed uh, it was the dream return for, to the team uh, for himself. Uh, yeah, obviously, just come to be fair, I didn't even know I'd be in the squad until like late yesterday afternoon. Uh, a text got put in the chat and they put in the squad. So I've come back sooner than probably what I expected and 
yeah, I'm happy just to get on the score sheet and obviously get the three points. It must have been hard watching the team and it's kind of struggling a bit as well in, in periods of why you've been out and you probably would have been desperate to Yeah, well. it makes it like, a lot worse when the team are, team are sometimes struggling. Like, at the times I thought they played well but we just wasn't getting the points. Uh, not saying now I'm back, we're going to get the points, but like this, like, it's going to be a slog and we just got to all come together and try and get us safe. How big do you think the win is today? People were looking at it beforehand and talking about the significance of it. Yeah, it's, it was a huge game, obviously. It was a real six-pointer. Uh, obviously, if we lost to them, they'll think they only left them three points behind us, wouldn't it? So that would have put them like, one game away from us. So I, don't, I haven't seen their results. I don't know how that leaves us with the table looking, but... Obviously, if you're going to get three points, it's only a positive look. It's only going to have a positive outlook on the table, isn't it? It was a nice move leading up to your goal as well, and then McCauley sort of slides it across. Nice close range finish. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Had, had to be close, otherwise I would have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> what, did the, what did the gaffer say to you when you went on? Because obviously, impacts with the, the shot for the penalty, and then, and then of course the goal. Um, just as the same as he always says to me, he, does, he doesn't doesn't ask me to do anything I can't do. Uh, just literally says, go out there. Give a hundred percent. Keep it simple. Uh, yeah, the main message always from the gaffer. You probably probably hear it in the press interviews. It's just you have to give a hundred percent. If you don't give a hundred percent, you're not going to play for him. And you alluded to earlier, it's, it's a big big three points because I think with Wigan winning, you kept the point Did they, yeah. to the bottom three of five points. But it's one of those ones if you lost it, could have been two points. So it's, okay. you've contributed to that. And must make you feel very very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously contributing to a win's always nice, but. It'd still, still be just as good if I didn't come on today and we got the three points. The main thing, like everyone in the squad, is we just get the three points. Yeah. How, you, how much does a performance like that give you the, the belief that you can go upwards now? Because they the quality of the finishing today is particularly good. Uh, what, for myself or the team? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, gives us... We always believe in ourselves. We don't, we don't feel like... We are where we deserve to be. I think in some, in most games, we haven't really lost. I know we lost by two last week, but we don't really lose by two that often. It's always a tight game. I can't really remember a game where I thought, oh, like, like we didn't have, a, we didn't have a like, hope in that game. So I feel like a few other things could have gone our way and we could have been a bit more comfortable. But obviously we are where we are and we're just going to keep grafting to try and get even higher. And George, as you said, incredible moment. And then can you talk to the celebration a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought this morning, to be fair, I thought if I score, I'd do it. Uh, I've been fine for it, but I'll play it happily. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Yeah, she's she's pregnant. Is that did I say that? <laughs> yeah, she's pregnant. She's 21 weeks pregnant now, so gonna be a little lapo. Whatever that is, it's slightly disconcerting. No direction, no set plan. Solly, backwards to Lockyer. Lockyer, short to Bond. Bond, lovely chip ball forward to Solly. Gets the touch. Solly, chips Ooh. to the back post. He'll come the way of Perrington. It's an awkward one. Pass back to Cullen, who strikes. What a strike! Oh. It's blocked. Comes the way of Bond with the header. Yes! Bond with the goal! And Todd equalise! Josh Cullen's thunderous effort. Oh, well, 
welcome back. This is Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. That was George Lapsley there, came in to speak to the press after yesterday's game. Um, yeah, congratulations to, to the Lapsley family. The little Lapo is going to be uh, knocking about soon, which which is uh, very good. So, uh, yeah, like I said, he has, someone tweeted me yesterday, what happened nine months ago? And I was like, oh, yeah. But then I thought, well, no, she's only 21 weeks pregnant. So, I mean, if, if anyone wants to really sleuth and try and find out, was it just after he got injured, it's like, I've got nothing else to do or... But anyway, um, that's why he's got injured. He got pulled his hamstring midway. <laughs> that happens to the best of us, right? Uh, uh, this conversation's taking a turn. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, someone, someone at work asked me the other day to talk about football, and, and and he said, "Oh, do you do you like do you have a favourite player?" That, you know, at Charlton, and I was like, "Come on, I'm in my, I'm in my early thirties now. I'm a bit, I'm a bit too Tony old Williams. to have a favourite." In, in other words, yes, yeah. But then after <laughs> yes, I was like, "No, yeah, George Lapsy is my favourite player because <laughs> he's just great, um, and uh, yeah, his energy is brilliant, and uh, yeah, so pleased he got his first goal uh, yesterday. Now, interesting one from Sebo's just come in with uh, Wigan's win yesterday that now puts twenty second place uh, points average to exactly a point a game, uh, which is thirty four games from thirty four. That average seems slightly. Uh, to be creeping up a bit. If that average creeps up a bit more, uh, we could be looking at maybe even 50 or 51 points to stay up. Now, we obviously, we've had this discussion over the course of the last few weeks. Now, earlier on in the season, I said 45. Lee Bowyer set a target of 47. With well, uh, with 12 games left, we're going on 34. So if, if, if they're the team that finish in, in 20 seconds, I mean, they'd, they could only get another well, 11 points to be 45, then I'd be wrong. Um, another thirteen points to be forty-seven, then Bo would be wrong. I mean, do you think? Do you think there's those teams down there, Tom, are capable of pushing that that survival point higher than we were expecting? Because a few have hit form, but as as we've also mentioned, there's some in there who have dropped off again. So I think forty-seven will be enough. Um, you look at that table, and yes, they've hit form, but the difference in terms of points that they'd have to make up, and if you took their points per game currently and the points per game they'd have to get between now and the end of the season to get anywhere near 47 I just I can't see it happening um, and I think as I said a bit earlier with the full squad we've got back now I think if we'd have had our full squad for the majority of the season we'd have been a comfortable mid-table side so we have got that side back now I know the only thing is nerves and managing that in the big games um, and again something we said yesterday is perhaps the reason we do so well against the big sides is because that pressure is off slightly obviously we're playing a lot of the teams around us so pressure and nerves is going to be a factor but no, I just can't see enough of the teams below us making up that points haul on us. So I th- personally think another two wins and two draws and that that will be us. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully so. Right, we've got a few messages that have come in uh, via DM as well, starting off with uh, 100%. Uh, Charlton, hi guys. I know both the club and Lyle have come to an agreement on his contract. Well, I haven't heard about that. And Boya keeps saying Lyle wants to stay. So instead of letting him go in the summer uh, for free and then trying to buy a striker as good as Lyle, which may cost £5 million, wouldn't it be beneficial uh, to the club just to give Lyle a bit more on top of his new improved contract and keep Lyle with us, uh, depending on what division we're in, I suppose. But hopefully uh, it's in the championship. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, so I guess what they're saying, I mean, I don't think they've come to an agreement as such. The last we heard was that uh, Matt Southall said that they've withdrawn the contract offer to Lyle Taylor. That was the last we heard. Uh, Bo, you did say that he, uh, Lyle wants to stay. I yeah. Think, uh, he did say that in an interview, didn't he? Mm, yeah. He's, yeah oh, I yeah, heard. he definitely said that recently. Um, but obviously... I, I think the, the tough one here is that Lyle Taylor uh, is of an age where, you know, if he's going to get a move, it's probably going to be his last one. So if somebody like, um, let's say Brentford don't go up, somebody like Brentford want to buy him and they're willing to give him a signing on fee plus 
you know, three times what he's getting in here. That's a significant amount of money, probably you know, somewhere in the region of a quarter of a million over the period, over the three-year period. So, be, you know, we've got to try and match that. Um, now, Matt Southall's got a record of saying, you know, we've got a, we're going to have a pay structure and nobody's going to uh, go beyond that. So whether or not we can come up with a deal where we also, you know, for a new contract, give him a, a contract signing on fee and then keep his wages at a manageable level to the rest of the squad. I don't know. I don't know if that's doable. I don't even know if that's a thing. Mm. But it is going to be a tough, tough ask, I think, because you can't blame Lyle Taylor. I'm, I'm sure he wants to stay. But on the other end, if if a club comes in and offers him, you know, decent money, decent contract, he'd be mad to turn it down. Yeah, it? certainly. That's the uh, that's that's the game, unfortunately. That's football, right? Ian says, Hi, Louis. I enjoyed the game yesterday with my two boys, Peter and uh, Marcus, who were celebrating his 25th birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, if you look at those teams at the bottom of the current form table, you'd think we ought to be able to pick up three wins and the odd draw in the coming games to make us safe. I uh, was really concerned after going to Stoke, uh, but two wins changes things. Keep up the good work. That's from uh, Chiswick Attic. Yeah, if you look at the bottom of the form table currently, Hull, Sheffield Wednesday and Middlesbrough, who we've got to play in the weeks coming up, well, uh, Millwall down there as well, but obviously that will change by the time they play us. <laughs> yeah, just looking at the uh, at the, uh, the table and the, and the recent form, you know we've won three out of the last uh, last five, and we're the only team in in you know in the bottom, I think uh, bottom Barnes, ten uh, that have done that. Everybody I think Barnsley and, and and Luton, well Luton were there. Luton and Barnsley have won two yeah. in the last five, um, and so has Wigan, although spread apart. Uh, Middlesbrough haven't won one in in the last five, nor have Hull. Reading have only won one, uh, and so have Huddersfield only won one in that five. So they're yeah. they're all in uh, the sort of form that will uh, that you don't look or they don't look like they're going to win another four or five um, games out of the next twelve. They're mm. just not in that sort of and, form. And obviously, people would have looked at us over the Christmas period before and after and said the same. But I mean, obviously, we had our injury problems, but. Just shows it can change. Well, since since yeah. we've started to get players back, we've won three and five. Yeah, exactly. So if we keep that sort of momentum going, then another th- I think another three wins will probably do it. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, right. Lawrence uh, says hi, guys. Great show as always. Thank you. Uh, first off, Nathan, you're not Jan Kermigan. So what was that, <laughs> Nath? I agree. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? I as thought you I was going to say bonjour. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really thought I can't I was speak French. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I can't speak English. Either. I'll take French penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. I thought I'd try to be a cheeky little monkey, and then um, it didn't pay off. Yeah. And I was ready for the abuse. I thought, why not get the abuse? And the run something? afterwards was impressive, though, mate. Mm. I'd call it more like a roll. <laughs> I sort of rolled around anyway, but uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't really know what to do. Too, it's not nerve nerve wracking up there. Right? Yeah. When not when you're doing it, but after you look above, like because when we've done the football, we have no one in the stand. We'll pop about twelve people when we've done it in May, but. See, when you look up, it's not. We have some right minerals to do it. Don't yeah. know how Lyle does it. Especially well, he does it by being good at football, so they don't <laughs> hate him. The but... first one, come give me my due for the first one. I thought I was. You know, it. 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 I'll tell you what, that guy from the. Uh, was it the RAF? Yeah, the RAF. Oh, well, the RAF guy. The RAF guy. Morts has still got it as well, of course. Morts P rolled it in. Every single one. Ah, he, didn't want, he didn't want to embarrass you. He, 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 he left you to your own devices. He's, on that. he's obviously yeah, yeah. taught Lyle Taylor how to take penalties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game, uh, this is Lawrence as well. The game, the game was one of two halves. Uh, first half, we played poorly and we were sloppy and allowed Luton too much time to play their game and they looked tired and lethargic, the boys. But the bright spark was the goal. Uh, but then to concede so early after was poor. I thought the conclusion, I came to the conclusion yesterday that Davis and Osha Larger shouldn't play together. Uh, they seem to adopt the same role uh, in the team. Second half, 
a completely different game. Lapsley coming on changed it uh, in the end. A fine win for the Addicts. Shame. Everyone below us won too. My man of the match though was Saar, who showed all of his quality yesterday. A big shout out to the boys in the J&H block that dealt with the appalling individual who threw the bottle from the north upper to the lower below. It shows what Charlton is all about. He will not be welcomed back. Uh, love the show as always. One final four. Any chance uh, Dylan will lead the north upper uh, in the shake it up baby at the end of the season when we stay up? Amazing scenes. I can see that happening if, uh, at the end of the if season. they do a lap of honour after the, the Wigan game, yeah. then uh, the people in the in the box have got to play it. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Right. Uh, Doogie says, great result and a brilliant second half performance. Lapsley came on uh, full of youthful exuberance coupled with a change in tactics uh, and we ran out comfortable winners. Luton goal complete uh, was ruled out incorrectly uh, but it's about time we got a decision or two after being on the wrong end of a good few this season. Uh, probably put pay to Luton's survival hopes now. Uh, won't miss that away game. Uh, Taylor's <laughs> immense and looks to be back to his usual self. Uh, I would love to keep him but I uh, can't believe we could give him what he would get as a signing on fee if he signed elsewhere. So, yeah, as, as, uh, as Terry said a few moments ago. Uh, now to pick up some points out of the next two and ease away a little bit more. Uh, great show, guys. Nathan, here we go. You're getting a lot of stick tonight, Nathan. Oh, Half-time shocking. penalties, Nathan. You devil. Did you confuse it with the crossbar challenge? Yes. <laughs> Miles closer than the actual crossbar challenge, though. Uh, that was like a bouncing bomb as it bounced before it got to the goal. It was like a little payroll, wasn't it? <laughs> it was uh, funny. Yeah, so at least you weren't the worst player on the pitch at half-time. So. Oh, might be the last. <laughs> Adam Ferris, uh, so impressed with Lapsley. He's been out for a long time and to immediately come back and have such a big impact uh, in a key game uh, we need to follow up uh, on that good result now right Mike said uh, for Sunday show I believe nobody is bigger than our great club but after Luton I have to say that Matt Southall and Lee Bowyer we need to secure Lyle Taylor's signature regardless of the cost if he goes a replacement will cost literally millions and even if we uh, can afford that the likelihood is that Lyle Taylor will still be the better player. Odds are, uh, odds are keeping Lyle Taylor will be cheaper than replacing him. Hand deep into pocket, pay the man. He really is the difference. So I guess, so if Taylor does go naive, then they're going to be banking on, you know, another non-league gem, a, a bit like Macaulay Bond, aren't they? And, and they don't grow on trees. No, I mean, strikers, you know, they're the hardest players to get because obviously they score goals and they cost a lot of money. Um, and when you've got an asset like, um, Lyle, it's going to be very difficult to replace him because we do. He suits the way that we play. So not only have you got to find a striker, you've got to find a striker that sort of similar attributes, or we change the way we play. So um, yeah, it's going to be hard to find someone like Lyle. You know, it was the same like when when we lost Darren Ben, and you know, also when the teams lose their striker, like Hull, Hull are going to find Krasitsky and Bowen to be hard to replace. It's just the fact of football. But um, yeah. If, I'm no, no doubt about it that Steve and his team are already looking at options um, in the interim. And let's not forget Macaulay Bond, like you said, he's, he's a project, both said yesterday. And he's going to improve by now until the end of the season if he stays fit. So if he does go, then they're obviously going to have to look for some either non-league gems or you could have someone who's just not playing regularly at League One or... Or uh, at this level, so I'm sure they're they're looking at the options. Yeah, right. Uh, Phil says, uh, "Hi, all. Very pleased uh, with the win yesterday. We have to give Taylor what he wants. Going to cost the club five million pounds plus to replace him. Shout out for Alfie Doughty and George Lapsley. Our academy boys were top draw. However, why does Boyer keep going defensive at home? Cullen Davis and Osha Larger all seem to be holding midfielders. Things looked so much better when Lapsley uh, came on. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was assuming that Lapsley wasn't fit enough to start. Now, something that was interesting." yesterday was I'd say about about two hours before kickoff 
the understanding, the general understanding in the press room was that Matt Smith was going to be starting over David Davis. Now, I don't know if he... I, I still don't know enough about Matt Smith to know if he's going to be a more forward attacking player, but that seems to be a decision that was that was made reasonably late. Or, it could, I mean, it, it could have been... That was the idea earlier on in the week and it just hadn't filtered through yet that it changed. Uh, we also found out that Purrington uh, pulled out um, because he was ill. Mm. So whether Purrington was supposed to be on the bench and Matt Smith was supposed to be starting and then because Purrington pulled out ill, they had to change... Uh, the shape a little bit around. Maybe Alfred Doherty was going to be on the bench. Who knows? Uh, uh, or um, or in a different role. And so pa- perhaps an, that's another reason why it's, it changed slightly. But uh, I'm with you though. I haven't seen enough of Matt Smith to know exactly what what yeah. his role is. Well, I wonder if he'll, if he'll get the uh, the nod on on Wednesday evening, or even if if George will start now after that fine performance he put in yesterday. Right, Simon says evening guys. Uh, it was a great win and a vital three points. It did make me smile listening to Lee's uh, interview afterwards with Louis on BBC London. Uh, blimey, talk about avoiding the highs and the lows. I think Lee invented the phrase. Yeah, it is it is a running joke, unfortunately on Radio London that no matter what happens Lee Bowyer just sounds quite miserable really but you know that's possibly a little bit of what you need when you're a football manager don't get too high and don't get too low. Right, on the forum, Red Rooster uh, says it was an excellent display after a shaky first half. Uh, Lyle was definitely the difference, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one to question Bo's decision to bring on Lapsley. It was a masterstroke, though, and I was so pleased for George. It's a shame the other results didn't go our way, uh, but it's all in our hands. Uh, six points clear, including goal difference going into March. I'd take that. Uh, and then he says, oh, and Dylan needs dropping lol. Yeah, we haven't had too many of those messages for a while now, actually, so I Shock. think that... I think that's uh, that, that, that's gone now, hopefully. Right up the valley says a fantastic and necessary win. It could have been so much better though, if other results had gone our way. The one time we wanted Millwall to get a result, they go and nause it up. Great goal uh, by Lyle. So important uh, to this side. Uh, Return of SC7 said, well, we haven't got Lee in the studio, unfortunately. He said, can you ask Lee how he, uh, how he felt going into the last two summer transfer windows? And what his thoughts are going to be on the next one. Yeah, I mean, he spoke to Richard about it the other day. He said he's certainly hoping that we'll have a bit of money to spend, but it's currently hoping rather than knowing it would seem, or, you know, the, the proof will be in the pudding with that one. So we'll uh, we'll find out. Right, 995632 says, uh, great second half performance. Uh, Lyle was immense. That's not your pin number, is it, no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lyle was immense and completely unplayable. Cullen and Davis didn't work in the diamond first half and the first 20 minutes. Uh, Alfie kept selling himself, which allowed Luton to exploit the spaces created. I think Bo's got the subs right, though, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Bond and Taylor uh, together as a partnership. Uh, they had, I saw in the media that Joe Linton at Newcastle cost £43 million pounds and Steve Bruce has said that he's not a natural goal scorer Lyle put in a total centre forward performance and I can easily see interest for in him from Premier League clubs he said on the counter-attack podcast that playing scoring in the premiership is the last thing to do on his career bucket list unfortunately I think we only have until the end of the season to enjoy his skills and what he brings to the club uh, but I don't think any of us can begrudge him an opportunity like that I mean do you think do you, do you think Premier League clubs will be sniffing around like Lyle his age is obviously something that's going to be brought into question but I mean he's, he's smashing it in the championship and that's that's where Premier League clubs often go to look for a striker yeah why not I mean if you look at how many clubs I mean even not listen for one I don't even want to <coughs> dream of Lyle going to the the other clowns down the road but they they need to, they're crying out for a striker and there's other teams in that division who need a striker look at Newcastle 43 million and an unknown it's not gone too well so you look at clubs like that well, if you're going to get him on a free, you might as well take a punt on him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I was a premiership chairman or manager or whatever, you'd certainly look at it because he's in his prime. You know, he's he's got. you're not going to have to pay big bucks. You ain't got to worry about sell-on value. You're getting him for free, more or less, apart from the sign-on fee. 
Um, so yeah, I think you'd be crazy not to have a look at him for sure. Not maybe not not the the top eight or top ten maybe, but you're looking at even if a side goes up, you look at Leeds. Leeds that and Ketia there, and they've got that new chap now. I can't remember his name on loan, but if they go up, it could be an option for them. You never know. Mm. Right, Ramendon Karinasta said, "I'm just up in Edinburgh at the moment. Uh, forget the result yesterday. Those penalties by Nathan will live long in the memory." <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Um, yeah, no. It was, listen, it was it was it was good fun, and I knew I was going to get pelters. Um, I got put quite a few pelters for messages as well. He was actually quite nice about it, Lou. To be honest, I, I was, was nervous just because I'm quite busy on Saturday. Oh, right, so, fair enough. Yeah. so tomorrow I'm going to get more pelters. <laughs> yeah, I saved them all up, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm obviously I'm doing comms with Tell on Wednesday, so I know. I might mention it once or twice. <laughs> I'm going to listen, hear it in the car, all out to Sheffield, no doubt. But uh, listen, yeah, no, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. But um, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, good banner. Glad, glad to see. Yeah. I did. I did notice. Uh, there was a. I did notice. I did hear a couple of boos at the beginning. Did you? I don't know if that was from me or for Charlton. Because but I did say Charlton Nathan from Charlton Live. And it was either me or because I know Martin, the taxi driver, Martin booed me. But I thought hopefully that's better. I was um, booing, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think all of you were, weren't you? <laughs> but Especially yeah, no, was it was after that Penenka. right? Madonkin has uh, also <laughs> mentioned. I saw Ledley King at the Valley yesterday. Do you think he was on a scouting mission, or is he mates or relatives? With one of the players, I, mean, well, I don't know. I, I, I think you, that is the place where you do get a few scouts seen yeah. in, that, in that area, so it wouldn't surprise me. Quite who he was scouting yeah. is uh, is an interesting one. Yeah, right. Uh, James Seed says, uh, Oz Tuma made a big difference yesterday, and although we didn't play so well in the first half, I always felt we were going to score, which I didn't feel uh, against Blackburn. Ozzy adds the creativity uh, that we've been uh, missing. Right, Barry says it was a great three points yesterday and Lyle was a class above everyone else on the pitch and uh, was at his entertaining best. Uh, any idea when next year's season ticket prices will be announced? Yeah, I guess it's probably coming up to that sort of time soon. Uh, we'll, I'm sure the club will, will let us know when they're ready. Um, now, I mean, Hoofhearted has, has got a screenshot of the Luton disallowed goal um, from a different angle that to him suggests that he was offside, uh, Collins. Uh, says, I hate to disagree and it doesn't matter much now, but I reckon the, the disallowed Luton goal was correctly ruled out. Look at the Collins' left foot. It was clearly ahead of Lockyer in the picture I've attached. Now, the only thing I will say is I think the ball has already left Cornick's feet in this picture. So, I mean, it is hard to tell. And maybe we're, we're, getting, uh, <laughs> we're getting bogged down in this when we don't need to. Right, uh, Dan Farmer. Uh, tell Nathan I definitely booed him. It was a shocking <laughs> Dan, mate. Dan, I thought you was me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Martin says, of course it was banter, Nathan. So there you go. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all fun and games here. <laughs> Apart from Dan, Dan might, might give me some stern words when I see him. But, um, well, you've yeah. let him down. I told you, that's all, Dan. Everyone who knows you, you've <laughs> let him down. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, you're going to regret that, right? Sebo says offside. That uh, Luton goal does look inconclusive. The feet, uh, the feet were level. Uh, Luton player was bending his arm forward or bending forward. Lockyer's arm was pointing out. We needed a camera in the small gantry at the south end of the east stand uh, that would have given the clearest indication of whether he was on or off by having a camera in that place. Uh, but I does feel like we've had so many decisions like that go against us this season. It's nice to get the benefit uh, of the doubt for once. Right, we've got the last few emails before we look ahead to Sheffield Wednesday. Jack says, uh, good evening, great show, guys. Cheers, uh, Jack. I've only just started listening uh, regularly this year. It takes me back about 20 years when I used to listen uh, to the Sunday night radio show on Millennium 106.8 with the old man. Oh, lovely stuff. 
Um, fantastic performance from Lyle yesterday, but I wonder what you made of his pantomime villain act with the away fans. It seems like a tactic he's using almost every week now. Appears to work for him, but I get the impression that the opposition players also react to it, uh, like on Saturday when they went straight up the other end and scored, and then gave it large to the home fans. Maybe on another day it might end up having a negative effect uh, on the outcome. Anyway, it worked well at the weekend, and that's all we can ask up the addicts. Yeah, I mean, I mean Harry Cornick, when he scored here last season, he gave, gave a bit of stick and then ended up on the losing side again but um you're not you're never going to change lyle unfortunately uh well unfortunately because i think it's hilarious oh you terry and and that's the way he's going to play up he was the same when he was on social media he loves it if we're being honest and uh when when he was playing for wimbledon he was doing the same so it's it's in his style and and i think uh i think more often than not it works yeah and so why would you change? And it's funny. And it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mark Newbury, evening chaps. They say what goes around comes around. And so it comes to pass that after the robbery of Kenilworth Road, uh, we get the justice we deserve. Another group of flare-throwing morons. Uh, yeah, they did throw on a flare, didn't they, for the disalcohol? <laughs> I mean, who really thinks that it is a good idea to take these things into a ground? Uh, and to let it off after a disallowed goal was just so sweet. I won't talk about the game too much, as I'll probably just repeat what everyone else has said. Taylor was hilarious. Dills uh, made some great saves. Uh, good subs and better movements all round. But I would like to praise the ref. I thought he let it flow, uh, dealt cards when warranted, and used common sense at other time. Can't understand complaints. It was definitely a handball. There were definitely fouls. And Lyle winding up their keeper by dribbling round him after the whistle was definitely a card so it's rare uh, but well done to the ref now we need a forest a performance at wednesday i hope Bayer doesn't change it around too much uh, possibly mcgeady for ostuma but that's about it that's from mark he says uh, cheers uh, and says not pinched uh, this week but the moron brigade behind the goal growing oh well i hate to hear that it's, it's strange especially because uh that's where Mark sits anyway. But yeah, sad to hear that. Right, Craig says, uh, hey lads, uh, great show. I thought we were outstanding yesterday from what I saw compared to last week when Blackburn outclassed us. I think Lyle will be the difference between us uh, staying up or going down. Uh, I don't think he will sign a new contract though, uh, but I do think he gives his all he can uh, he can uh, when he's in the red shirt. As for the rest of the team, uh, they try hard. They've just got to get consistent. That's from Craig Redman uh, out in the Republic of Ireland. Cheers. Craig Lee says uh, the offside goal. Uh, their manager was moaning that their goal should have should, uh, should have stood. He's got a short memory. Luton's first at Kenilworth Road uh, shouldn't have stood. So what goes around comes around. And last one's in from Phil. Uh, says uh, it was an important win yesterday, especially with Barnsley, Stoke and particularly Wigan uh, winning as well. I think we're virtually uh, seen off the bottom two now, but the third spot is still there. Keep Lyle fit and get Prattley and Johnny Williams back. And we should be okay. Special mention to George Lapsley. He was terrific off the bench and he capped it with a fine goal. He must be in for a start on Wednesday night. So let's have a look then. The Wednesday night coming up. Sheffield Wednesday, first ever game against Sheffield Wednesday on a Wednesday. I know that's got your juices flowing, Nath. Uh, I mean, oh, let, let, let's go straight into the question then that, that was asked by Phil in that last email. George Lapsley, does he get a start? Um, I would say so. I'd say so. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine Piercy might come in. I think we might put three at the back away from home. Um, but yeah, I'd play Lapo if if Davis was maybe if Davis wasn't going to play, um, and then maybe puts him in there. Um, I've done, I don't know. I don't think it puts Smith and um, Smith and uh, Lapo in there. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd probably see three changes: probably Lapo, Piercy, and. McGeady for some shape or form. I don't know if Green's if Green's knee things fully healed now or whatever. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting. To, to mm. And he might go with Emmett. I don't know. You never know. He might want a physical sort of. 
I'm wondering if it is going to be a physical battle that yeah. uh, Jason Pierce will come in and they'll go through the back five again. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then will he put Tomer up there? Mm. Don't know, we'll see. But yeah, it's yeah. going to be, even though they're a bad run of form, they're still a decent side. You yeah, know, yeah. They've got Connor Wickham now from the Clowns, and but, you know... They're still a decent side. Yeah, well, I mean, so I've been looking at their form. They've got one win in their last eleven championship games. Although that was funny enough away at Leeds United when everyone in that little spell when everyone uh, was was beating Leeds. Got a three all draw at Birmingham yesterday. They were minutes away from actually winning that one three two, uh, but a last minute equaliser from Scott Hogan. So that, I mean that that could dent their confidence. Um, now, if you go to an away ground like Hillsborough, obviously it's quite an intimidating stadium. It's a massive stadium, um, seeps in history, but. You know, I can imagine that can work against Sheffield Wednesday when they're not playing very well. And I mean, the, I've seen a lot of the fans calling for, for Gary Monk's head recently. If we can go out there, get in and amongst them and frustrate them, then we can turn that big crowd on them. 100% we can, yeah. Done it before, obviously. Um, that League One play, uh, sorry, championship winning season. Um, did it a couple of times um, over recent years. Just looking back at the, the other games that they've either lost or drawn in that last six. They've played Wigan and they lost. Um, they played Barnsley and Drew. They lost to Luton and they've lost to Reading. So they're all sides that are down there as well. So there's a reason they've kind of been sucked into this a little bit. And yeah, I think if we go down like the other guys, I think we're going to have to probably pay, play for a point because let's face it, if we got a point up there, that would be a good result. Um, so I think there will be a few changes and probably the back five. But if we can just frustrate them for a little bit, I don't think it's like it was here where you really want to get a fast start and try and get that early goal there. I think it's about frustrating them, soaking up a bit of early pressure if we can. And like you say, then if there is a big crowd down there, they might start to turn and then we try and hit them on the counter. So that'd be the way I'd try and play it. Personally, I'd love to see Lapsley start now. Um, I think the energy that he would be able to give us in the middle make a big difference. So yeah, it's it, as I say. I think play for that point, but there's every chance we could get all three there based yeah. on the run that they're yeah. on. So, I mean, if Lapsley starts, I've got visions of him recreating the greatest performance we've ever seen from a Charlton player in a Charlton shirt at Hillsborough, which was of course Bradley Pritchard in that season. We won there one nil uh, with the free kick from Johnny Jackson. Johnny Jackson. Bradley Pitt- Pritchard was un. Believable that game, running around the energy in the midfield and breaking up the play from Sheffield Wednesday. I reckon Lapsley could, uh, could so do that. Job. What are we looking at? Lapsley Star Show and a, and a Naby Star free kick. Oh, oh that'd be a That'll lovely do. evening up in, uh, up in South Yorkshire. Um, I mean, Terry, you're going up there, obviously, along with, yes. along with Nathan. Nathan's so, yeah, uh, alongside no me. No um, but be absolute wow, it'll be. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we, we said this going into a Blackburn game, actually. I mean, that wasn't. Losing against Blackburn wouldn't have been as bad as losing against Luton Town, and with Sheffield Wednesday just slightly too far away, really, to, to get sucked into this. It's not. It's not a much win, a must-win game again, really, is it? It's sort of like no, a, it's not. But I a think chance to build momentum. Again, I think we though. can go into it with the same sort of confidence that we went into the Forest game away. That if we if we can hold uh, them to uh, uh, and, and com- compete and battle and try and keep them at distance, then if we can sneak one, and we're quite capable of scoring, we know that with the, with the forwards we've got, uh, then you know we can maybe can do what we did at Forest by uh, getting on the score sheet early and then holding them out. Mm, yeah, certainly. Not impossible, but I think, as you as I said before, it's a bit of a throwaway one, because the more important ones come in at the three games afterwards. Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, just one last email that's just come in, Brian Cole. Uh, hi, guys. And I think I think he's served up an excuse for you here, Nathan. Hi, well, guys. Bye. An absolute honour to be involved with two wonderful penalties by Nathan yesterday. He was so unlucky with his Paolo Di Canio impression. What, what a crawler. Uh, so, if, so if Brian was involved with that, I mean, is that what put you off? 
No, well, saying that, Brian, when I scored the first one, you tried piping up saying I might have to retake it. I actually genuinely thought you were being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you can't make me take it again. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, right. Brian's good as gold, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, he didn't put me off. He was egging me on. Yeah, anyway, right, we've come to the uh, the end of the show. It's a momentous show. I mean, uh, most people will be, uh, of course, remembering yesterday's game for Nathan's heroics at half time. But uh, we did win the game. And it was uh, uh, some great goals by Lyle Taylor and great to see George Lapsley coming on uh, on his return from injury and getting the, uh, the, the goal that sealed the deal uh, late on as well. Right, so we've come to the end of this evening's show. We'll be back here on Thursday. Uh, so the day after we play Sheffield Wednesday where we'll look back at that game and then of course preview the massive game against Huddersfield as well so it's going to be a busy show on Thursday make sure you uh, join us uh, either live at 7 o'clock or via the uh, the podcast uh, afterwards um, I should thank you guys for coming in good to have you Nathan Much Tom up. and Terry good to see you all here cheers uh, thank you uh, to everyone who's listened as well to this evening's show I hope you've enjoyed it I am uh, Louis Mendez thanks for joining us and we shall see you back here again on Thursday evening <laughs> of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.